Hello and welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, Aston Villa versus Liverpool in the third round of the FA Cup. Yes, um, after that shambolic, shambolic performance um, against Southampton on Monday, we turn our attentions away from league football, Premier League football, and put the focus on the FA Cup once again. Um... Last year, we kind of had a decent-ish run. Uh, I say decent-ish. Last year, we got to the last last 16, I think. The last 16, the fifth round. And then we got knocked out to Chelsea away. Um, and that was the season in the FA Cup where Curtis Jones came out as this emerging talent. Um, and yeah, and here we are one year later. Historically, we all know Jurgen Klopp kind of despises this competition. Um, just because I don't think it's as prestigious that it once was. And he's right, it, that that does hold weight. It's, the FA Cup is not what it used to be. Um, the only big trophies is the Premier League and the Champions League. Um... So that's why every now and then, every year, Jurgen Klopp has thrown on a fringe team. Um, but I said in the last podcast, after that Southampton performance, that away form is concerning. And I suggested if we play our first team, let's do it. Let's And I, if you remember, for those of you who have listened to the last episode, um, if you haven't, then go back and check on it. I mentioned in the last 15 minute period or so that if we start the first team we can play our way out of this form and it's also less less pressure due to the fact that in the Premier League we're fighting for something and every point means something and towards the end of the season whereas the cup football you're allowed to kind of be more of a risk taker um, and the fact that there's after today's game um the Man United game is nine days away. It is a long time away. Um, and fitness-wise would be concerning. It would be quite concerning. Um, so I don't know what Jurgen Klopp's going to do after tonight's game in terms of fitness. But we'll get into that after I've reviewed this game. Um, so yes, it was Aston Villa once again. For those of you that remember that infamous 7-2 defeat earlier this season... It was a chance for Liverpool to get revenge on the club that gave us that disgusting scoreline. Um, but the circumstances for Aston Villa were hit quite bad. Um, for those of you that saw in the news today, um, a COVID breakout has happened at Aston Villa. Their training ground has been led to have shut down, which means anyone who was training at the first team with the first team or with just coaching staff, whoever, um, would be forced to isolate. Um, and that was and that was the news um, we heard literally the day before tonight's game. And there was even a worry about uh, the match being potentially postponed. Um, but the way the schedule is this season, with the FA Cup, there's not really a... Uh, there's not really a leeway for 
postponements essentially. Um, so which forced Aston Villa to make a decision, um, potentially forfeit the game if they can't if the reschedule ain't allowed, and or the worst case scenario is you play your under eighteens. And that's what they had to do. They had to play their under-18s. Now, for those of you who have a sharp memory, you will have remembered last season, Carabao Cup, quarter-finals, Aston Villa against Liverpool. Liverpool were in a similar situation. They had to go to the Club World Cup. Um, They had to beat in Qatar 24 hours after the Carabao Cup game, which forced Liverpool to make a decision. Play your first team in the Club World Cup, or forfeit the League Cup. We didn't want to forfeit the League Cup, so we were forced to play our under-23s for that game. Um, so, yeah, we've come full circle. It's been f- 13 months later, and now it's Aston Villa on the back end of that. So they had to play our kids against what uh, whatever lineup we were going to put out, which I will mention in a little bit. So it was a unique situation for Aston Villa players to show what they can do Essentially, some of them who would have never even made a first team debut play senior football would suddenly get a random call up to say, hey, you're playing against the Premier League champions. Imagine how that must feel being a 16, 17 year old, 18 year old kid. Um, it's a very unique situation to be in, absolutely. And we'll get into how they performed. So, yeah, the lineup for today's game. Um, in goal, Kelleher, left back James Milner, your midfield three. Uh, sorry, your 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 the rest of the defense, rest of the back line. Nico Williams, Fabinho, right back. No, cent- sorry, centre backs Reese Williams, Fabinho, right back Nico Williams. Uh, your midfield three: Henderson, Wijnaldum, Curtis Jones, up front. Salomone Minamino. Yes. That was our lineup today. What? Jurgen Klopp playing a strong team in the FA Cup? Huh? How did we get here? Whoa. What did I just mention about 5-10 minutes ago? We need to play our way out of this bad rut with away form. And Jurgen Klopp clearly got that message. Or maybe listen to the podcast. Who knows? Probably didn't listen to the podcast for obvious reasons. But it was clear and obvious that our waveform was stinking. And this was the right time. This was the perfect time to play the first team. Because you're playing away from home in the the FA Cup. So the worst case scenario is you're out the cup. The best case scenario is you're through. Um, Coincidentally, it happened to be against... Aston Villa's under-18s. So it was literally boys against men. What a unique situation. Um, Jürgen Klopp in a pre-match interview said... He said um, this was going to be the lineup regardless. Even we didn't know the Aston Villa situation until yesterday. But that was the lineup we prepared for in training. So this is the lineup we go with. Fair enough. Um, Aston Villa CEO said... Some of the players that I picked today, their their parents drove them to the stadium. Crazy. What a crazy situation. Having your parents drive you to a game. Like a Sunday league type game. But the difference is, you're actually playing under the lights 
in a 40,000 capacity stadium. I know there's no fans because of coronavirus, but that's the spectacle of the FA Cup, isn't it? And yeah, it was something. My gosh. Anyway, um, so I had no problems with the lineup at all. Arguably, you could say Fabinho should have been on the bench because of the old centre-back thing, as I've mentioned many a times, and we're going to mention that again. Um, so, yeah, and it was a strong bench as well. So, yeah, let's get into the game. Uh, finally, I've been rambling for about seven, eight minutes now. Um, so, yeah, the game starts now. In the first half, because um, it's boys against men, this is how I usually analyse this compared to actual games, where it's competitive, should you say. Um, yeah, my analysis would be very precise but this time it's kind of hard but we'll get into it anyway and what I saw in that first half so Liverpool immediately on the ball as you would expect lots of passing um, lots of passive passing I wouldn't say any fluidic passing but the opener came just three minutes in Um, a lovely ball crossed in from the channels from Curtis Jones Mane finds himself with space between both defenders. They're young, they're 17 years old. Mane just using his IQ to be in the middle of both of them. He gets his head onto the ball, ripples past the goalkeeper. 1-0 Liverpool within three minutes. And here's where everybody thought, okay, the route is going to start now. We're going to hurt these guys. We're going to get our revenge, that 7-2 back. Um, so, also you thought. But that wasn't quite the case in the first half after that one nil down them Aston Villa kids heads did not drop at all they still played the low block formation as was expected um, two banks of four because you're playing against an experienced Liverpool team but this Liverpool team was struggling to break them down yes this Liverpool team was struggling to break them down so how should I explain this Henderson again um, his form has been patchy recently. I know he played centre back against Southampton. Um, so it, I had to kind of excuse it, but using your natural CM position today, and what I saw from Jordan Henderson was underwhelming, if not very lackluster, which is very unlike Jordan Henderson. I was seeing constant spamming of long balls. Constant spamming. And it was Liverpool playing the same predictable manner. Get the ball. Pass it, pass it. Go wide. Cross in and hope. Cross it in and hope. Cross it in and hope. That was Henderson. Constantly. Constant long balls that were either over here or easily caught for the keeper to catch. Um, yeah, that sentence makes sense. Easily caught for the keeper. Easily dealt with by, that, by a novice goalkeeper. And Henderson's just long balls. He didn't create anything fluid for Liverpool at all. Um, Minamino. I I said, we all said, most of us said, since that Crystal Palace game, he finally got a goal and then he got benched and his confidence probably drained because he never played. He never saw a minute of the next three games. Minamino tonight. um, If this was a game where you could stat pad, this would be the game. But Minamino, 
was invisible today. He was invisible. Um, he would just stand. I know he's he's playing central, so you need to be in the pockets of space. But his off the ball runs, which wasn't just he, it just wasn't there. And sometimes it looks like when Minamino is playing with us, it's like he's playing without understanding what our instructions are for this game, um, without understanding what to do. And it just looks, he looks disjointed and he just, I don't even remember him, I don't think he had a shot in the first half, if I'm very honest. I do not think he had a shot in the first half. Um, yeah, and who else? Curtis Jones, he, after that, obviously, he created the assist, that was brilliant, lovely cross at the very start of the game, but he didn't look himself. His touches was wayward. Aston Villa then sensed a weakness within Curtis Jones. If there's anyone you can dispossess of midfield, it's Curtis Jones. And Aston Villa grew out of their low block and started just to attack Liverpool like they were, like they weren't the champions of England. And they grew in confidence. They dispossessed Curtis Jones often. Heck, they even dispossessed Genie Wijnaldum. Ball retention king. They dispossessed him often. And it looked like in the first half of Liverpool, it was just lacklustre with energy. It looked like what I saw in the first half, it looked like Liverpool, after that first goal, thought it would be a stroll in the park because it's kids. But you still have to put in an element of graft to get the goals. But because that early goal happened, I think it messed us up mentally to think we need to be passive and Aston Villa realised, we don't need to do these two low blocks of four anymore. We can come out and play at them. And they did. They, they started fighting. After the 20-minute period, they started fighting, competing for balls. Having Liverpool on the back ropes a little, little bit. They had a little wonder kid, 18-year-old. Um, his name is Barry. Um, as a surname. He ran the ball. He ran the ball down the wing. Down the channels. Um... Yeah, he tested Curtis Jones, beat him a pace a few times. Even I think Curtis Jones even got booked one time to stop a counter-attack from happening. That's how much in confidence Aston Villa were, were growing. And um, they get the ball. It's about the 35th minute. Um, one of their midfield players looks up, sees that Barry player make the off-the-ball run, plays a lovely through ball in. But... The ball didn't have really enough pace on it. But Reese Williams, my God. I knew this kid was slow. But against somebody that's 17 years old, their professional debuts today, you've had a few games in as a professional debut. I would have thought he'd have enough pace to beat this guy and get the ball and retrieve it and retain possession. But this Barry guy bamboozles him. He wins the ball off Williams. William, uh, uh, this Barry guy is now one-on-one with Kelleher. Their first shot on target goes past Kelleher. Bottom corner. One, one. Aston Villa equalised. I was bamboozled. And to be honest, at that point in time, Aston Villa deserved it. Because Liverpool looks like the Aston... That Southampton away form was continuing again. And it was shambolic. 
They Aston Villa kids absolutely deserve that round of applause. They sensed that one chance, that one weakness, and they maximized it and capitalized with a goal. So shout out to um shout out to them. And then um Yeah, that was it at half time. So quite embarrassing first half performance. Um Aston Villa kids would have been buzzing at the time because they worked hard to get that to get the equalizer and Liverpool never really got going. They never got they never started and it was borderline embarrassment. I felt embarrassed watching that first half. And I'm sure Jurgen Klopp watched that and he started to grill all of our players. And that was the end of the first half. Second half, key change. Thiago. Thiago is needed to bring on on the 17s, on the 18s. He comes on. Henderson comes off. I agree with that substitution because Henderson did not create any fluidity play. Thiago comes on. And suddenly we look alive again. What a surprise. Thiago doing all the things that we w- we signed him for to begin with. I know it's against kids. But it's the fact that you're seeing Liverpool not having to play. As we constantly use the relying the channels. Liverpool creating chances. With playing narrowly. The key difference there. Um, and Thiago was there just ticking the ball. Doing that disguise pass thing where you where it looks like it's going wide, but then it tricks the defender into thinking it was going wide, but it was another split the lines kind of pass, and that's what we needed Thiago for. That's what we signed him for. His fifth appearance for Liverpool. Um, yes, brilliant to see. Um, and then at that point in time, Curtis Jones was still making bad touches, losing the ball, and it was only a matter of time before he was gonna come off. Um, and then we make two more substitutions. Shakiri comes on, Curtis Jones comes off. Um, and who else? Minamino comes on. Is it Minamino? It might have been Minamino comes off, and um, it wasn't Origi yet. Oh god, it might. Have, oh. Now, I think Shakiri came on as an individual sub. Yeah. He came on as an individual sub. Curtis Jones comes off. Um, and then we have a little bit of intricate play. Him, Thiago and Shakiri immediately changed the game for Liverpool. Um, we're no longer playing with channels. You're seeing one, two quick passing, but it's narrow in the central areas. And it's allowing... Um, Milner and Nico Williams to make them runs to cross the ball in. Drill it in with some conviction. And then um, we have a chance where Minamino um, picks the, gets the ball in the box. He lays it off for Genie. Genie shoots bottom corner 2-1 Liverpool. And Liverpool retake the lead. Um, no celebration from Genie. Absolutely rightly so because it was embarrassing what happened in the first half. But yes, great goal for you. Um, assist for Minamino, yes. But it's against kids at the end of the day. And then Aston Villa heads begin to drop. And then we sent some more blood after that. Um, I think Nico Williams crosses the ball in this time. Um, the ball falls to Sadio Mane's head. He heads it, loops over the goalkeeper, goes in. 3-1 Liverpool. And then um, two minutes later, nice link-up play between Thiago and Shakiri. Shakiri passes it to Salah. Salah turns the defender, shoots. 
bottom corner, 4-1 Liverpool. And then we make a couple more substitutions. Origi comes on. Um, Minamino comes off. Um, Oxlade-Chamberlain comes on. Uh, I think Genie Ronaldo came off. I think it was Genie Ronaldo. Yeah, and Salah comes off, Origi comes on. Um, I think that was the five. But then after that, it was just cruise control after, yeah, cruise control after the 60th minute. Um, Aston Villa players begin tiring their kids, so it's understandable. Um, we were just passing the ball to death, trying to create chances here and there. I don't remember Origi doing anything. Like I said, he's completely disinterested in football, and the sooner we get rid of him, the better. Um... Oxley Chamberlain as well, he came on and he didn't do anything either. He had a shot. For my side, Box didn't do anything. Uh, Firmino tried to do a couple link up plays, but the real game changers were Shakiri and Thiago. They brought some actual life into the game, actual fluidity into the game. And um, yeah, that was pretty much the second half. Um, yeah, and that was yeah. Ke- the Aston Villa players didn't have a shot in the second half. Not that I remember. I don't think Kelly Head didn't have to do anything in the second half. Their their only time they got their shot on goal was that chance in the first half, and then that, that was it. The game was four one to Liverpool. Liverpool through to the fourth round. Very weird circumstances. I know. Um, I give an applause to Aston Villa kids for doing what they did to us in the first half because that was absolutely phenomenal. And it just shows how bad our waveform is, how bad that current midfield three is. And um, yes, Jurgen Klopp would have learned a lot from watching this game. Who would have thought? Um, even against kids, you're having to, there's a learning curve. Um, so who would I give man of the match to? I would give it to Shakiri because he got two assists. He got two assists in two minutes. Um, Jurgen Klopp needs to play him more. None of this 87th minute substitutions. Um, stop putting him in the basement. He needs to play more. And I hope this is the death of the workhorse midfield. Um, because look what Thiago can bring. Look what Shakiri can bring. The next game is Manchester United on Sunday. Just like the Tottenham game, this is the biggest game of the season. Not because it's historically Liverpool versus Man United. Yes, that too. But there's now an incentive. Man United are... By the time we play Man United, they might be in first place. They have a game in hand against Burnley on Sunday. Um, Sunday, not Sunday. Midweek, Tuesday or whatever. Um, they got the FA Cup this weekend. But they got, um, they, got the, they got the Burnley game. If they draw or win that game, they become top. And, uh, and matches played would be even for Liverpool and Man United. And you just know Sky are going to sell title race advert. But it's not even halfway through the season yet. And also Manchester City are unbeaten in 12 games. Um, when they play their two games in hand... They'll be above us, potentially. So we are right in the midst of a title race. And it's not even clear what... Um, it's not even clear who is going to be the front runners come the second half of the season. Um, we've dropped a lot of points away from home. But now Thiago is now getting a run of games without injury. He's played 
45, no, he played 20 minutes Newcastle, 90 minutes Southampton. He's played um, 45 minutes against the kids. And yeah, but lessons for Sunday. What do we need to do on Sunday? We cannot start Reese Williams on Sunday. As you can, as I mentioned, the build-up for the Aston Villa goal was not great, which means... Any Man United player with pace, that's Martial, Rashford. We are, we are. It's going to be shocking. We have to. We need a. We need a centre back signing before that Man United game. The other alternative is to pray Matip is fit for next Sunday. It's a good thing that the groin injury is three weeks, so hopefully. He's back in some light, medium training. As at least we need Matip to be fit for this game. And then if after that, get injured, whatever. And then hopefully we get the centre-back in. But we know Reese Williams cannot start this game. He's against Man United. No, 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 no. Impossible. And Nat Phillips, same situation. Impossible. I don't want to see Henderson and Fabinho at centre-back. Um... It has to be Fabinho, Matip or a new centre-back in um, Fabinho. And we need to see Thiago start and finally make his Anfield debut. Um, Curtis Jones will be on the bench. I think Genie will start. Um, even though he, he had a poorish game, uh, he scored. I know it was kids, yes. But at Anfield, he turns it up. At Anfield and big games, he just turns it up. That's what he does. Um, Henderson, boy... Henderson, I think he's going to start. He's going to start. But his form is worrying. His form is worrying me. I think the midfield three is going to be Gini Wijnaldum, Gini Wijnaldum, Henderson and Thiago. I think that's what Klopp's going to go with. I think Curtis Jones would be on the bench. I don't want Shakiri on the bench. I want him to start, but I can only see him on the bench as well. It'll be probably be the usual front three. Um... The back, uh, our full backs, Trent and Robbo, they never even played today. So it means the next time they play would have been 13 days later. So they will be well rested. They will actually have the most rest. Allison rested as well. Um, and yeah, sun, next week, Sunday is the biggest game of our lives um, of the season. Anfield record on the line. Um, first place on the line. And to set a pres- president for president a precinct for the for the title race for the rest of the league campaign, and then after that we got Jota to come back. So hopefully we bounce back with a win and see where this takes us from here on. So yeah, thank you guys for listening to LFC reactions. Um, it's been quite a lengthy. No, it's been my usual half an hour. Um, yes, I had a lot to talk about today because of the circumstances. And yeah, it's going to be another nine days before you hear this voice again. But thank you guys for tuning in. If you listened the whole way, thank you. If you haven't listened the whole way, it's all good. Um, if you listen to some of it, if you even just clicked play, I'm grateful. Um, grateful for views. Grateful for an audience, some sort of audience, even though um, it's small, but it's small, but it's loyal. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Like, share, subscribe and tune in next time for the big game.
game. Liverpool versus Man United. Two biggest clubs in English football history going toe-to-toe once again. But is it the start of a title race? Who knows? We'll find out on Sunday. Next week, Sunday. Tune in on the 17th of January. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening.